Welcome to the RV Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Maxson, and I'm thrilled to guide you through the journey of launching, growing, and managing a profitable RV rental business. Welcome to the RV Rental Secret Podcast. Today, I have Lisa and Jason from My RV Resource with us. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. So can you go ahead and tell me a little bit more about yourselves and My RV Resource? Sure. Jason and I actually own two businesses. My RV Inspection is our main business. And as in response to our customers' requests, we ended up forming My RV Resource and building a website that it's like the yellow pages for RV services. And so we have 11,000 listings across 16 different categories in the RV industry. We have towing and transport and storage and repair and detailing, as well as inspections. And so to help people find mobile repair on the road was mostly why we started it. So we're both master certified RV inspectors and we run our business full-time from our fifth wheel here in Tampa, Florida. Very good. First, I want to just talk about how much I love my RV resource as an RV rental owner. You know, it can be so hard to find repair facilities, especially when our renters are, you know, across country and we're not familiar with someone in the area. So I find as an RV rental business, it's a great place to go and to find people that can service the RVs or repair them, you know, when they're not on site. So I feel like that's a really great help to all of us. And I'll just add to that as well. We've partnered with Harvest Hosts and they share us with their 250,000 members. So there are lots of Harvest Host members that are also utilizing the directory, as well as we know for a fact that CoachNet uses our directory to find um, different service categories all across the U.S. And Alliance actually sends their customers to my RV resource if they can't get to them, you know, at, at a dealership or at the manufacturer plant. So we're growing and and it's very exciting. It's very exciting yeah. right now. So thanks for no. the compliment. Oh, no problem. How, how long has the website been in existence? So we started it in, back in 2019, the end of 2019. And we just got a, we just switched over and did a complete overhaul and we're using a brand new platform. It's a lot faster. It's a lot more beautiful. And that was just at a, right around our four-year anniversary, which is the end of November 2019. Great. Now, I'll rewind a little bit. Like I know you had mentioned that you and your husband are both master certified inspectors. Like what does that mean exactly? I'll let Jason take the <laughs> wheel on that one. So we were trained as RV inspectors. We also have a certification for technician. And that is part of being a master. To be a certified inspector, you don't have to have the RV technician, but as a master, you do. You know, to be a certified tech, you go through the course, you get the certification, you keep your certification up with CEUs, things like that. You're able to apply for master certification. There are only four master certified inspectors in the country. Me and my wife, two of them. And there's a reason for that because it's difficult to get. A lot of the things sound easy, you know, like keeping a website up for two years, you know, your business insurance for two years. It, you know, you got to have a minimum of inspections over the past two years. You got to have at least 10 verifiable reviews, you know, with high ratings. 
And then the really difficult part is that you have to submit 50 inspection reports to the NRVIA and they have a committee of people that check them for quality. And this is where it gets difficult because they're looking at grammar. They're looking at the quality of the report, making sure you're not overstating things or understating things so that the customer gets the best report possible. And so that's where the difficulty comes in because that committee goes over those 50 reports and, you know, they, they are tough on them. They, they want, you know, perfection. We also have to do, we have to be published either by attending rallies and hosting educational seminars or um, doing seminars with our peers or being published in one of the major publications like RV Pro or RV Business or RV News. And I'll just mention too, the minimums are 50 inspections, but Jason and I just completed our 1000th inspection uh, a few weeks ago. It's probably been a month now, who knows? And we have over a hundred five-star reviews on Google. So we're really proud of that. And we also help to train other inspectors. And what I mean by train is we mentor them. We help them when they have questions and we hold monthly office hours meetings with our peers so that they can come to us and ask us questions. So we're really committed to making the inspection process smooth and helping our peers as well by maintaining that master certification. Yeah, that's an amazing feat because I know how much goes into an inspection. Like we sold one of our RVs and an inspector came out to inspect it for the buyer. And the inspector was there for like eight hours. Like I was amazed at how much goes into it, you know, even compared to like a home inspection. I feel like, you know, they're done in a couple hours, but the RV inspection is so much more thorough. So can you touch on like a couple points of like what inspectors are looking for during the inspection? So <clears throat> unlike a home inspection, an RV is on wheels. There's a chassis there. So we we are going to look at that chassis. It's all visual. We're not allowed to take things apart, mm -hmm. right? So it's a visual inspection. So we're visually inspecting that chassis. That is something the house doesn't have. Now, when a home inspector isn't going to be inspecting your furniture. You know, you're not going to have several plumbing systems in a house to inspect where we do in an RV. We have three electrical systems we have to go through, your 12-volt system, your 120-volt system, and your chassis voltage system, which is another 12-volt system that's separate from the others. So, mm -hmm. you know, water damage can really tear these RVs up a lot worse than in a house. And so... We, we have ways of trying to find those kind of things. So we go over them from the roof to the ground. Anything that's in that RV, we're putting our hands on. We're making sure it works properly. We're going to tell you the condition of it as well. So uh, imagine all the different bells and whistles that can be in these RVs. I have inspected RVs with 11 to 13 touch screens where you control everything and you have to inspect every button on every one of those because just because it works on one screen doesn't mean it works on the other. Yeah, I, d I didn't even think of that, like all the electronics that come along with the RVs nowadays. I'm sure that you know, adds to the time that, for the inspection, for sure. They, um, a, good, a good example that I like to tell people that 
nobody really thinks about either is if we're doing a diesel pusher and it has three AC units in it too, and they typically will have a heat pump or a heat strip in it. So you have to do each one of those air conditioners separately and each one of the heat strips you know, it's a whole separate process for that. In addition to the one or two furnaces or whatever heating the coach has in. So that in and of itself could potentially take an hour sometimes just to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, kind of bringing this around to the RV rental side, what elements of an RV inspection do you think are crucial for ensuring the safety and reliability for RV rental units? So part of it is the propane system. You want to make sure there's no leak in the propane system, obvious. And then, you know, your detectors, your fire extinguisher. The fire extinguishers that come in RVs are supposed to be replaced every 12 years. The LP detectors that are in RVs should be replaced every five years, regardless of whether they appear to be working properly or not. They get dust particles and things like that in them, and then they quit working to the same effectiveness, if you will, as they did when they were new, you know, roof leaks, tires, the chassis. There's a lot that goes into these that are safety concerns for somebody who may be towing or driving an RV that's maybe never done it before. Now, do you guys, when you do inspections, is it mostly for people that are buying one or do you ever do inspections like on a regular basis for like rental businesses or? Typically, most of our clients are pre-purchase inspections Mm -hmm. that we do for them, but we also do them for sellers sometimes as well. But we really think that it's important that you do the end of warranty inspections, which not a lot of people think of you know, maybe three three or four months before your warranty runs out, you'll want to get an independent inspection so that you can submit those things or go have those things repaired and submit that report onto your warranty companies. Jason, anything to add to that? And yeah, we have done some for rental companies. There are rental companies out there that they expect them yearly, but some of the things that they expect are not what we as certified inspectors do because we don't take them apart. Yeah. Um, Some of them expect you to have the bearings repacked, for example, and our insurance as inspectors does not cover us to work on them like that. Mm -hmm. But they definitely, that's something that definitely should be done on an annual basis. You know, you, we do the pre-purchase inspection and an end of warranty inspection. And then the the maintenance and the upkeep thing should be done annually as well. I'll mm-hmm. just, I'll, I'll speak a little about a story that we had when we went camping with a group of our friends. We were at a large fairgrounds and somebody knew that Jason was an inspector and a repair technician at that time. And they kept smelling propane from a a unit that they had rented off of a company. I don't even know what company they rented it from, but that RV no longer contained propane. And so they took the propane away from the unit. So they thought they were averting risk by removing the propane, but they never capped off the propane line. Mm. And so a newbie RVer who had never rented or owned an RV before hooked up a a, a propane tank to it and thought he was going to get propane into the unit. And he was literally grilling, you know, five, 10 feet from 
the location of that propane tank. And so it's important for customer education so that they're aware as well. Yeah, definitely. And just to touch back on the point about the warranty inspection, that's honestly something I hadn't thought of. And a lot of the rental units are 2022s, 2021s, um, you know, so they could be reaching the end or the manufacturer's warranty. So yeah, that's definitely something that people want to take into consideration and have that inspection done um, before their warranty is going to... And not only the manufacturer one, but a lot of people are getting you know, getting the extended warranties as well. So they'll even go beyond that. So it's not just for that 2021, 2022, you know, I I would check with every, everyone and see Mm -hmm. if they have extended warranties as well, because that's a service you could provide to your customers. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great idea. We touched on it a little bit, you know, with the story that you said in about education, but like how else do you feel that regular inspections can contribute to customer satisfaction? Jason? So maintenance, regular maintenance inspections, you know, getting on that roof, checking your sealants and things like that, you know, draining your water heater and, and you know, cleaning it out because calcium deposits build up in there. And that can cause you a lot of plumbing issues and things like that. Your once again, your detectors, your fire extinguisher, you want to make sure all that stuff works. But there's a lot of maintenance that goes into an RV. An inspector can come out and look at things and say, you should probably do this. You should probably do that for your maintenance, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really where a regular inspection would come in handy. And one thing that we've failed to mention, we call them life safety issues. Jason's talking about the propane line and doing a a, a leak test or looking at your detectors. And one often, very often overlooked, and it's it's especially important in the um, warm climates like we have here in in Central Florida, is checking those emergency exits. Because lots, I can't tell you how many times we go to do inspections and the emergency exit windows do not open because they're not exercised. They're not typically used. So, and in Florida, the, the air is running all the time. So you're not opening your windows at all. And they're almost welded shut, but just by the material that they have on them. So it's super important to, to uh, check those emergency exits on a regular basis. Yeah, I know for us, for our rentals, like we do a, just our own inspection when the RV is going out and then when it comes back. So, I mean, as a business owner, that's something that you can put on your checklist is, you know, each time it goes out, make sure you check the exit windows, make sure you're checking, you know, and that the batteries are working in the smoke detector and that the CO detector is working Because obviously our most important thing is we want to make sure our renters are safe, you know, and then on the other side of it, if you're regularly keeping up on maintenance, then your renters are going to have a seamless experience. Obviously, your most complaints are going to come in when something's not working as they expect it to. So, you know, the more you're maintaining the unit, the better experience the customer is going to have. Absolutely. And everything that we do goes down to um, customer satisfaction. So we're happy to help out in any way we can to help get that education both to your franchisees and to (laughs) customers as well, or however you would like to formulate a plan to do that. Now, are there any preventative measures or maintenance strategies for issues that inspections often uncover? Like 
with all the inspections that you do, do you often find that there are certain things that are happening in an RV over and over again? So because we're here in Florida, sealant, sealant, sealant. There's sealant on the sidewalls around all the cutouts and the trim. There's sealant on the roof and all of that needs to be maintained. Here in Florida, sealant doesn't last very long because the UV rays, the heat, it dries out. Once it starts getting hard, it's going to start cracking soon. So you want to replace it before the cracking starts so you don't get the water in. Another thing, you know, these RVs travel down the road. They're bouncing all over the place. And inside of your AC, there's a plenum area. And you have the return where the air goes in. You have the cooled air output where the cooled air comes out. And there is a divider in there, if you will. And they should be taped up. A lot of times these brand new RVs don't come where they're taped up. You start driving down the road, that thing jiggles out of place. And all of a sudden you're sucking cooled air into your AC and trying to recool it. And that is not efficient at all. It will not allow the RV to stay cool. That's a big one here in Florida. It'll shorten the lifespan on the AC unit itself as yeah. well. Auburn <laughs> nests, thing like that. If you have an RV type refrigerator, you should be opening that vent, making sure that area is clear of any debris that can catch fire. Your furnaces, a lot of times, especially here in Florida, we don't use them very often. Yeah. You get those mud daubers and those wasps building nests in the uh, exhaust. Well, that's a fire hazard for one. And for two, it may keep the furnace from running when you need it. I didn't warn you of this question ahead of time, but I just, so my husband and I work together and obviously you guys work together. Like what tips do you have to work successfully with your spouse? I know we have a lot of husband and wife teams in the RV rental business. I would say a clear delineation of tasks. We, when we first got started, it was very hard to make sure that we weren't doing work that this, the other person had already done. So for example, when Jason and I go to an inspection, he's typically doing the outside and the chassis and the roof, including the chassis and the roof. And then I'm doing the inside. And then for the appliances that have interior and exterior portions, we kind of work in tandem with that. And so I think that it's important, even though it's difficult when you're first starting out to say, you're going to do this, I'm going to do that. And we're going to know that each other is doing it to the best of your own ability. And then trying not to step on any toes when you think that it should be done a different way. Boy, that was really politically correct of me, don't you think? <laughs> no, I agree. So the first year my husband and I were working together, it was just kind of a free-for-all. And we finally got to the point where we sat down and we literally wrote a list. And on one side was his tasks and on the other side was my tasks. And from that point, we were much more successful because... You just knew that that was their thing and, you know, just let them do it. And yeah, like you said, to the best of their ability, you know, it's something that they, you know, are probably better than you at, you know, we kind of split it up based on our strengths and weaknesses and yeah, it made for a much easier season for us. <laughs> and I, yes. And I think that every couple, every team, whether it's husband and wife or partnership situations, I think that you just inevitably you will go through 
a growing pains period. And because you're both trying to get your legs under you and, and you don't really know exactly what your roles are when you're starting out with something new. So for like your franchisees, as they come on board, you know, they're just trying to figure everything out. And so I think it it does take a little bit of time, have patience and have great. Now, I know you said that you're living full time in your RV right now. Has that always been the case or have you ever just been part-time in an RV? So when we, I was in healthcare for many, many years, over 20, over 25 years. And we actually bought our first RV. We got really lucky. We knew nothing about inspections and we bought a class A gas to make sure that we were going to be able to maintain a relationship while living in a class A gas. And it it was a challenge because it was really small. It was an older unit. And we would go and I would do three-month contracts at different hospitals. And Jason would take care of the house husband duties like laundries and groceries. But he has his strengths and he definitely needed something to do. And that's when we found the inspector program out of Athens, Texas with the NRVIA, which we're forever grateful to because that's really where we got our start. And as soon as Jason got certified, a month later, Hurricane Irma hit and we were in the Florida Keys doing FEMA inspections. And now I'm going to lose my way because this is a, it's a great story, but we were full-time in a class A gas And now we've moved into full time in a fifth wheel because we're mostly stationary in central Florida and it affords us the ability to live more comfortably in a fifth wheel. The only reason why I asked was just if there was any ever a point where you considered renting out your RV, but obviously if you're living in it full time, that's not going to. Well, coincidentally, we just put an offer in on a house. And so we are very much thinking about renting out our RV. Absolutely. Because we still want to have access to it. So Mm -hmm. I was going to, that was the thing that I forgot that I (laughs) wanted to ask you before. (laughs) Okay, very good. Is there anything else that, you know, we haven't covered that you feel is important for our listeners to know about inspections? It it can be the most important thing you do. They they seem pricey, but we're going to save you headaches. We're going to save you money, brand new or used, especially on the brand new ones. I mean, I have people that have walked away from brand new ones because of the things we found. And that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to get people to walk away from them. When we see some of the things we see, if you see a soft floor and a slide out and the thing just came off the factory two months ago and it sat at a dealership and the floor's already soft, what other problems are already there? You know, so especially new uh, because, you know, water intrusion, once you buy it, is usually not covered by your warranty. And I will just add to that. What you want to do is you want to make sure that you get that pre-purchase inspection of that brand new unit before you drive off the lot, because these, these repair shops at these dealerships are just so inundated and it's very hard to get back on their schedule, regardless of what the salesperson says. Well, you know, just sign the paperwork today. You can stay on our lot tonight and we're going to fix everything. The reality of it is, is you want as much stuff fixed before you sign on the dotted line. And then for used units, you want to be able to make sure that that thing is safe. And and that's really what it's about. You want to make sure that it's safe and that um, 
they've been doing their maintenance to it. So many people will ask us, what brand do we prefer? Or, you know, what years should we stay away from? What, you know, should we not buy a COVID coach or, or whatever? And the reality of it is, is it's all comes down to maintenance. And in the RV rental space, you guys are that line of defense for them. And, and so, you know, those repairs and that, that maintenance is of utmost importance because you just don't want to have to, I love that, that you utilize my RV resource while you're, customers are out on the road, but I, I wish you didn't always have to, you know, I wish it yeah. could be more fun things. Yeah. Um, now, if someone wants to hire you guys, like if they're in Florida, where can they find um, your more information on that? And then also, if you want to give more information about my RV resource, um, so they can look that up as well. So they don't have to necessarily be in Florida, but if the rig is located in Florida, in central Florida, you can go to I, I say Jason's website because we're that's our delineation there. Jason's website is myrvinspection.com and there is a get a quote button on the page, on the homepage. And our website will immediately send a quote and let you know exactly how much it's going to be because the inspections are based on age and location and different factors. There's also sample reports on there so you can kind of get an idea of what we do but there's lots of information on there there's plenty of information there to figure out if it's something you want to do and then my rv resource is myrvresource.com. it's like the yellow pages for rv services and you can also find both companies on facebook and my rv resource on instagram and we haven't mentioned your youtube series jason so do you want to take it away with that uh, I have a, a channel called The Weekly One Reason to Get an RV Inspection. And basically, while I'm at inspections, when I see some different things, I'll point out what I saw, how people can find those kind of things themselves, and, and why it's important to get an inspection, basically. You know, there's there's a bunch of those videos there now. A lot of people tell me they saw them, and that's how they found me. But it's it's great information for the consumer, whether they're getting an inspection or not. Yeah, it sounds it. I'll make sure to go ahead and put all those links in the show notes so that people can easily access that information. So thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. The pleasure was ours. Yes, thank you.